0: And we are excited that today you've decided to tune in to our broadcast to worship our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our prayer this morning is that you will see the great love that Jesus has for you and the great love that we have for you as well this morning as we worship together. We look forward to meeting you and your family, and we invite you to be a part of any of our worship services, our activities or ministries here. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, probably the best way to do that is just drop us a line at our email address, alamofirstbaptist at gmail.com. All of it spelled out, just gmail.com, alamofirstbaptist. We look forward this morning to worshiping with you. We pray God's blessings upon you and your family as we go inside now and we worship together. Let's go ring that bell for Jesus.
1: You yes, we <laughs> We have We can Thank <laughs> Yeah right.
2: the preacher said, that's nice, that's absolutely no pressure over those moments that you've seen up He said, I don't want to sit in the back where I had to look over everybody This month, we are celebrating uh, 150 years as a church as I was first Baptist. Uh, major milestone, I lot churches are still in existence for 150 years. Um, I wanted to tell you some of, this a few of my messages around it, um, the fact that my matters is celebrating 150 years. Um, and uh, I gained title to the overall messages here. What does it take to make a great church? And as we're celebrating 150 years, apparently we're doing something about it still here, we're still proclaiming the gospel, we're, we're still reaching people for Jesus. Um, I also went back and looked at just uh, a few things that, that were going on uh, in 1872. Anybody got the any idea of what was going on in 1872? I didn't think anybody knew. First thing I saw was that Yellowstone National Park was established as the world's first national park in 1872 those of us that uh, uh, I say ours, those that are on the political field and keep up with the political stuff, Ulysses S. Grant defeated Horace Greeley for president that year. Uh, and here's one for you too. Susan B. Anthony voted for the first time, and on November 18th, she was sent a restaurant and was fined $100, dollars, which she never paid. And in November, I believe on the 23rd in 1872, Although first baptist was established. And, and I feel like probably those in that church at that particular day uh, would probably have the opportunity to tell you today that the very first thing that they felt like was the most important thing in the church would be the foundation on which it is founded on, would be that which they base their faith on, not just the mere building itself and the foundation that it is built on, but the foundation of where they place their faith in, uh, you can ask any probably any building contractor, they would probably tell you that the most important part of any building process is going to be a firm foundation. And for the Christian, the firm foundation must be based upon Jesus Christ. The scripture I have today for us is in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 19 through 15. Paul is talking to the Corinthians, and he's talking about a foundation for that. He's talking also, I believe, today of the foundation that we ourselves need to be finding ourselves, building upon. Paul says this, he says, According to the grace of God which is given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another builds on him. Let each one take heed how he builds upon me. For no other foundation can anyone lay that which is laid which is Jesus Christ. Now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or straw, each one's work will declare, will become clear in the day and will declare be it because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built only endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is done, he will suffer less, but he himself will be saved as though through fire. Isaiah chapter 28, verse number 16 tells us this. It says, Therefore thus says the Lord God. And any time you see where it says, Thus says the Lord God, God's speaking directly to that particular prophet. And this is where he tells Isaiah, he says, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation, a cornerstone. What actually is a cornerstone? In ancient days, when they were laying a foundation, they had what was considered, what was called a cornerstone. This cornerstone was the very most important part of the foundation. Because the cornerstone was, uh, the very first thing that you used in the masonry part of the foundation, it was the first stone laid, and every stone laid beyond past that one had to line up with that particular cornerstone. So you had to make sure Cornerstone was right. Jesus, the as Isaiah says, that proclaims to us is that Jesus is our cornerstone. We need a true cornerstone, a sure foundation, because this world will try to do everything in its possible, and, and everything that it can possibly, to try to drag you in every situation and in every way that it can. We need to make sure that we have ourselves founded upon Jesus, who is our true cornerstone. Paul warns that there are people that what, what you build upon your cornerstone, what you build upon this foundation, that there are, there are different people that build different things upon the foundation. We know as Christians the basis of our foundation is Jesus. The basis of our church is built upon Jesus. The only sole purpose we're here today is for Jesus, that we might proclaim the name of Jesus. You know why I keep saying Jesus? Because the enemy doesn't like Jesus. Our enemy out there does not like Jesus. We need to make sure we're proclaiming Jesus. We're not proclaiming first, Baptist this, abbot, but we're proclaiming Jesus to a lost and dying world today. Paul says that what we need to do is be careful what we're building upon, that foundation. And he gives us two things to talk about this morning, about those things that we're building upon, the foundation. First thing, Paul says, it's gold, silver, or precious stones. The second thing Paul brings up is wood, hay, or straw. First, Paul says that you can build on this foundation of Jesus Christ gold, silver, and precious stones. What is Paul saying when he's talking about building upon this foundation, building gold and silver and precious stones? Well, look at it in this way. If we're building in the faith we have in Jesus, and the hope we have in Jesus, and in the trust we have in Jesus, we're building faithfully for that. The faith that we have in Jesus, what do you have faith in today? We have, we have a lot of faith in a lot of things. I, I have just about totally lost our faith in government. But I have never lost my faith in God. He may, the, the enemy may come against me at times and make to try to distract me and try to get me off course, but my faith needs to be fully grounded and suited in Jesus Christ. Our hope. Is in Jesus. We hope in Jesus. We're not as the world hopes in things out there today that they hope that they'll have a good day tomorrow. That we hope that things are going to go fine
1: with our family. That
2: we hope things are going to go good with our job. The hope that we have is in Christ. His hope that He gives us is an eternal hope that we know that the day will come will be rewarded for that hope and that faith that we have in Him. And then, the trust that we have in Jesus. How, how many people in your, in your sphere of friends and friends stuff do you trust? And, and how well do you trust them? Can Jesus be trusted? Right. Have you ever found a time that Jesus could not be trusted? Why would you put your trust in something that misleads you? Or that restricts you? Or misguides you? Misguide you? Jesus never does know those things. So, the gold, the silver, and the precious stone is the faith, the hope, and the trust that we have. And we build upon those things, upon the sure foundation that God has given them to us, which is His soul. The second thing Paul talks about, he says, some will build wood, hay, and straw. So what I believe is Paul talking about when he's talking about these three particular things. What about the mistrust of, the enemy of Jesus. Now, has anything ever happened in your life that you questioned? Why me, God? Why should I have to go through this? Why should I be enduring something like this? That what the enemy will do is immediately begin to make you mistrust God. Go back to the garden. What? What, what did? What did the serpent do? He asked them to not trust God. What he said, I mean, "Not trust God? How could you not trust your Creator?" But then again, we, if we're not careful, we will build upon mistrust in Jesus. Second thing I believe that we can also, if we're not careful, we can build upon this foundation is despair. Our world is in despair. There are people in our community that are in despair even out there are people in our church that really despair that, that feel they have that really offer that hope. Really offer that trust and that faith. And then the next thing I believe, the last thing I believe that he's talks about is that we can also, if we're not careful, we can build that upon that foundation. Kind of you know, I, I, I think it's bad that but Thomas, you know, in the Bible, gets the bad right because he, he immediately was given the name, the doubt, doubting Thomas, you know, simply because of the fact that he, he doubted. You know, what was the fact that he doubted? He, he doubted that Jesus had rose from the dead until he could actually see the prince in his hands and touch his side. He, but he doubted that Jesus had actually risen the dead until he actually saw him. But how much more are we sometimes not just like Thomas? We, we place that in our about what we think that God will do for us and and what God is going to do for us, what God will do for us. If we're not careful, we're building that upon that foundation. What's the biggest difference between those two categories? One is perishable. One is not. The perishable one it will be tested and it will be tried with really, along with the one, But it is not perfect. It will receive a reward with those things that are built upon that good foundation in the right way. Any good contractor will also tell you this. No matter how good your foundation is, if you use shabby materials to build upon It will not stand. Jesus gives us a, a really great example of that tactic as far as building today. In Matthew uh, chapter 7, verses 24 through 27, Jesus just gets through with the probably what uh, we as preachers would say the, the the most eloquent and the best sermon ever given by anyone, the, the beatitude. Jesus finishes up those beatitudes by telling this, verse 24 of chapter 7, he says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon their house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears my sayings of mine and does not do them would be like a foolish man who built his house upon the sand." The rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon the house, and great was the fall of the house. The of the episode, I was thinking about this when I was preparing the message today. remember the little Bible that used to go around the world and used to have people in summer school or vacation Bible school to teach you how to read that particular verses of what Jesus said? Remember that, Ron? Remember the rhyme says, the man who built his house upon the ark, and the rains came down and the floods came up. And you know when I see shaking the head, yes, it's Mr. Boyd, because Mr. Boyd was his child children for years. But that rhyme was what helped us understand and helped teach us about God and teach us about his word. It, it gave us, the opportunity to teach our children what they need to know about God. And it also gave us the opportunity to teach them about a foundation that God wants them to build themselves upon. And God has given us, has given us a great foundation to build upon He sent Jesus Christ. It's up to us how we build up that foundation. Are you building your foundation on faith, hope, and trust? Are you building it on mistrust, despair, and doubt? Everybody up here this morning. You're, you're familiar with the Leaning Tower of Pisa. You know, you know what I'm talking about. The, the one particular tower that has that has been leaning for years. Um, it was. It it, it's known for its nearly four-degree lean, and the result is from an unstable foundation or actually an unstable ground on which the foundation was placed upon. It stands 183 feet. Inches on the left side and 185 feet and 11 inches on the high side. It began to lean during the construction of the 12th century, and you would think they would just give up and I'm not going to build it any further it, since it's already leaning. But it was completed in the 14th century. By 1990, it had tilted to 5.5 degrees, and I have read somewhere that said that they were at that particular point. Just about ready to let it completely lean and fall over because they were afraid that's what was going to happen with it anyway. And to do that, we just to hasten it, let it go ahead and fall and keep reducing any more problems that were going on. Through the years, they placed several things in order to try to tilt the development back over the other direction. By 1990, it tilted to 5.5 degrees, but it was reduced to 3.97 degrees by the year 2000. After they had done all this you know, extensive work to try to stabilize it. But did you know that this tower has survived four strong earthquakes since the year 1280? Partly due to the foundation in the soil that it was placed upon. It said when I read this particular story about the new Caliphisa, the foundation was strong, but it was the ground underneath the foundation which caused it to start tilting. Why do you tell that type of story? Because I think I've talked to some people today that sometimes your foundation is not shaken. Things have happened in your life that shook you. have shaken you. Tragedy has happened in your life, and it has shook you to your foundation. And, and yes, it may have caused you pain. As one of God's children, God takes care of his children. And I would be willing to say that probably you could tell us now that you're glad you have your foundation built on Jesus Christ. You're glad you know you have to trust your faith and your the hope So let me ask you this question today how, how are you building on that foundation? I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say our first Baptist is built on a good foundation, celebrating 150 years. That's an amazing thing. But well, maybe you're here today and you're watching maybe online and you've built on a sinking foundation. You've built on something that is not very stable. Can I tell you today, you can to build on for a sort foundations? Can I tell you today that God will help you build Today, you can build up the rock, which the Bible says is Jesus Christ. You can take that shifting sand and replace it with the rock the Christ, that Christ, which you can build your life upon. But how are you building on your foundation? Has Satan tried to get you to mistrust, left you in despair, caused you to doubt the goodness of God? You can start building on that foundation today. And you, what you build upon, what you build upon, that good times, that faith, that hope, and that trust in Christ, you can be sure that that foundation may rot at times, but it will not fail. It will not fail. Put your faith, your hope, and your trust in Jesus today, and then the only thing that will last in this life, and show the test of time, is that what you put your trust in. That you have made, you don't know you're watching Babylon and you never made that decision, to come to Jesus. Today's the days that they make that place today, choose Jesus. Choose a sure foundation. Choose that right. ground. The Bible says that it's high in the Father, right. right, we thank you for this opportunity to give a chance that your realize this morning. We are thankful for the, the sure foundation that you have given unto us that we can stand upon today, knowing, Lord, that we put our trust and our faith in you today. Lord, if there is anyone here today that does not know you, as I would say, they've, they've never put their trust in you. I pray, Lord, that you would speak to them through speak ministry today. Lord, I just pray that, Lord, that you would help us as a church. Lord, Lord. going forward, We have a great heritage behind us that has brought us to the place where we are at right today that you'd help us, then we might be fine. Faithful. Really, that would you ask us to do. That would you call us to do. That we might lift you up. That great your word you said, if you would be lifted up, you would draw on my way. That that's, why, that's all I have. It's prayer today. That would be lifted up before it is. Whatever it took, it's a little taste of it away. Whatever needs are here today, whatever...
0: We pray God's blessings upon you as you worship with us today. If God has led you to make a decision today for Jesus, we would love to hear about it. We invite you to come to our website, come to cometothecross.net. Our online decision card will allow you to tell us about the decision that you're making. All decisions, all contacts are kept private and are confidential. However, we would be able to pray for you and perhaps I'd even be able to call you and pray with you about what God has led you to do if you so desire. So fill out the form, let us know, and just know that we love you and God loves you and we're excited that you're taking this first step for God today.